We may never know, Uther. I intend to live forever. How dare you show your face here? Uh, faces. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that, you idiot! A lot of story there, a lot of lore. Uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing, I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 67, the show with one host that was correct about the next location we'll be traveling to. I'll give you a hint which one, and we're not going to the Emerald Dream. (laughs) Each episode, we'll check in, have some laughs, and talk all about the lore of Warcraft, one or two topics at a time. My name is Jin, the one who dreamed a dream of times gone by, that were Emerald, of course, and (laughs) I'm joined by the one who was paying attention and said we'd be going underground next patch. It's Allie. Oh, hi. Yeah. Hi. You're right. Did you you know? You were correct. I I am. I've actually, as of last night, went underground myself because I went to the PTR. Let me tell you, flying around in the PTR, pretty awesome. What is it? You, yeah. Is it you fly underground? You're like, wow. Yeah, you fly through the caverns. They're just, they're very big and grandiose. And so it feels just extra cool to be flying through there. Oh, yeah. Is it, is yeah. it kind of like Deep Home? Kind of. Yeah, it's kind of Deep Home vibes. And they do a good job. You know, it's not all, I mean, of course, it's, you're underground. It's cavernous, right? So lots of brown and stalactites and everything. But there's also some cool green crystals and crystal stalactites and stuff and then there's an area that has more like decay and stuff and then an area that has lots of lava like it's not all brown you know we get some variety of color in there some plants here and there mm-hmm. so it's it's, it's it looks pretty cool the Niffin are really cute and really into well they're, they're awkwardly cute I should say <laughs> and they're like they're like moles they look like moles and like badger moles they, what like badger moles yeah Oh, they're, they're, and then they're big, like with big, snouts. with big, with big snouts, with big snouts. <laughs> and they, <laughs> I pushed my nose up when I did that. It made him laugh. And um, they're really into their smells. I did so many world quests yesterday that was about them smelling things or wanting to smell things or collect things to create a smell. They really like smells. That makes sense. That it makes does. Sense. It makes sense. But uh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, other than patch. 10.1 PTR, what you been up to, huh? My raid's finally working on Razageth progress. Ooh. And it was just got a little bit of a nerf, so hopefully we'll begin that soon. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully your group too. Yes, wait. same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we've we made it to phase two. The ad so phase. The, um, well, that, like, that's intermission, and we've made it to the part where you come back and you get, like, the the positive negative and the pulsey run through and everything we've made it to that uh-huh did you get did you get to the part where the new ads spawn after that i think on one of our pools we did yeah yeah we, we haven't done done that too many times but basically Maybe? when we get to that point it's very much okay kill the ads and then everyone like someone forgets to say oh quick get out of the middle or someone's not paying attention because Jurassic just goes meow and kills everyone <laughs> Oh, well, you know, except this week, because, uh, you know, 
we totally got the Razzagat down. It was pretty awesome. So, um, go Timbermaw Tavern. Yeah. Okay, back to the show. Yeah, I think there's only one pool that we actually got to the, the ads there. But, uh, you know, we're getting there and we're, you know, people got some ups here and there and we, you know, they nerfed it. So maybe this week I'm out on Thursday. So hopefully they'll get AOTC without me. But if they do, oh, well, <laughs> we'll do it again, hopefully. So but other than that, been leveling my rogue a little bit and did time walking and some more world quests and all that jazz. And also been playing Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Because pirates, that's what I do. That's what it is what you do. It's pirates. It is. It's, it's pirates. I do those pirates. That sounded really <laughs> wrong. Hey, Jin, what have you been up to? Because apparently I'm doing pirates. <laughs> I do those pirates. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Oh, uh, what have I been up to? I was, I was in Berkeley for two weeks and it was lame. You sure were. It was super lame. That's... That's the easiest way I can explain it. Uh, not that it's like I got anything wrong with Berkeley. The hotel was all right. Everything Berkeley's, but like it was, you know, it was before daylight savings time. Which uh, screw that. Uh, Ugh, yeah. But it also meant that every single day that I went into work, I'd go back to the hotel. It's already dark out. Like lame. Uh, and it was raining pretty much every day. So lame. So uh, you know, it was uh, go to work, get DoorDash, and goof off on WoW in the hotel room, and it was. It's kind of lame, but, uh, you know, I've officially, uh, got done the freaking maxed out, uh, Daldraken Accord. Nice. Just Congrats. maxed out the Dragon Scale. Finished up. The, nice. Finished up the little, like, uh, tier thing. Yeah. You know, that quest line. Yep. Did yep. that, did that. Um, but yeah, yeah I'm going to get all my renown finally caught up. And so that's, that's lame. Yeah. Work trip. It's super lame. Super lame. Didn't like it. Um, the worst thing about it though is I got to do it again in like five and a half weeks now. Super dumb. Different different city though, but dumb. What what city's next? Uh Southern California next. So it's gonna be either Orange County, S- S- Santa Barbara County, or Ventura County. One of the one of the three. I don't know which yet. All right. Yeah. So. Well, hopefully it's less lame. I mean, it's still a work trip. You don't get to be in your own home, but hopefully there's some goodness mixed in there with the, the work and whatnot next time. Yeah, that'd be nice. I'd, uh, fingers crossed. That'd be good. That'd be good. I'd like that. But yeah, uh, that's about it for me. So I'm just going to push a button and we'll keep moving. Nothing beats a brew shared between friends. Yeah. Yeah, especially this one, because this one's Pokemon related. Pick up <laughs> It's true. <laughs> it's true. All right, so before I go rambling and saying stuff, uh, Allie, what did you pick? Huh? Well, I mean, we should probably start by saying that I was these to suggestions see who came to <laughs> us from Marjo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Mar- what I was Margo. doing. I was like, <laughs> who posted these again? <laughs> that's what I was doing. I forgot to put it in the notes. Hey, I found him. Yep, it was, it was, it was Margo. Yeah, Margo. Yep. Well, we kept saying have fun with Marjo, but it's not Marjo. But yeah, uh, so he sent a three different articles and a different drink themed for each of the three main starters. So Charmander, Bulbasaur, and Squirtle. Yep. So, Allie, what'd you pick? Hmm? 
I struggled. I was on that struggle bus so hard <laughs> because I, I, I genuinely like all three of them. Every time I have to pick a starter between the three of them, I, I struggle. And all three drinks sounded good. Mostly the Charmander one and the Squirtle one. And the Squirtle one's blue. So I went with that because it's blue. <laughs> Let's be honest. Squirtle's white. So for more definition, it it's cool because each of these drinks have the different levels. So you have the Squirtle level, you have the War Turtle level, you have the Blastoise level. And each one adds just a little bit more to it, you know? So it's basically, obviously I did Blastoise because... Of course it did. But yes, basically it's a combination of spiced rum, coconut rum, blue Caraco, because apparently I didn't get enough last episode, and some light rum, and some Mountain Dew Voltage. Mm-hmm. And I, so I tried earlier in the week, actually, I guess last week, I had Mountain Dew Voltage with just the rum, just the light rum. And it was, it was, it was meh. I was a little worried about this drink because I was like, uh, this is not going to do for me. Mountain Dew Voltage and vodka, that was actually pretty good. But I have to say that this mix of these alcohols actually work better with the Mountain Dew Voltage, especially the coconut rum. It does something good to it that I was not expecting. It's good. Plus, you know, I mean, it's a lot of rum. Admittedly, my, my, my stock of spiced rum and light rum was low. And I had no coconut rum. So I had to go buy all sorts of rums in one shopping trip. And it was the happiest thing ever. <laughs> it's great. It's great. So many rums. I just walked out of the store. I didn't take a bag. I just walked out of the store, carrying out three bottles of rum, walking to my car. So how do you think Happy she does be. all those pirates? Just get the, just get the rum and entice them. <laughs> On stream last night, we were talking about rum, as, as you do. And... I, I've discovered I have seven types of rum in this household right now. <laughs> seven different types of rum. So anyways, this drink is delicious. It's very blue and beautiful. And uh, well done, Margo. Well, well done. Yes. What did you what did you go for? Well, I also struggled, but only between two. I was originally thinking that I was going to go with Squirtle, because if we were going to get real technical, that is what I picked in Pokemon Blue. I picked fair, Squirtle. Fair. However, when I was 12 and playing that game, it's, I was like, uh, you know, maybe I didn't know what I was doing. I felt even back then I probably would have chose differently if I had been given the option or because I was not going to restart the game. Like, no. So I was like, yeah, wait, when's the last time I really played a Pokemon game? I really, really played it. And that was obviously Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. I think that was like the fourth generation one, whatever. Like right before black and white. Anyway. Something matter. like that. Well, I was just, I decided that I was like, well, in that one, I picked Turtwig. Right? Who eventually turns into Tortola or whatever the frick his name is. I don't know. So I was like, yeah, we'll just say it's Bulbasaur. So I went with Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur. And uh, yeah, mine is basically, um, it's like, I don't know. It tastes like not a margarita margarita. <laughs> Not a margarita margarita. Okay, okay. Yeah, because it's a, it's, um, I didn't technically use this. I just added more lime juice, but, uh, it calls for lime vodka and then, uh, Midori. That's how you get the green. That's how you get the green. (laughs) Uh, melon liqueur, right? It's Midori. Uh, and then, uh, Sprite and lime juice. And then, yeah, the the Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, and Venusaur. It just adds more stuff. 
and right. you just you top it with the sprite, and it's it's yummy and tasty, and um, it's very it's very limey, and I like that. I like things that taste like lime. So I like this one. So yeah, it's it's a nice green color. I have to say, it's pretty good. It is quite yeah. it's quite pretty. It is quite pretty. It's, it it almost yeah. matches my my t shirt. <laughs> oh, almost. Sure, t shirt's a little darker, but it's, it's close. <laughs> I guess I added too much sprite. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I mean, honestly. Granted, I don't have the picture from me right now, but from when I was looking earlier, your green, I think it's pretty close to that green. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. It's good, though. Good. I like it. So, well done. Major Fichon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. I suck at that name. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, this is a good drink. Uh, check it out. Uh, if you're in the Discord, livelaughlore.com slash Discord, I think is the, the URL, and you can check out those uh, those drinks, too. Uh, no, that's Discord. Dot live, laugh, lord, dot com. There you go. Boom. I actually told people how to join the Discord for once, which we never do. <laughs> and you got it wrong. It's true. It's true. <laughs> well, speaking of it's true, true, or whatever, and awkwardness, uh, hey, Allie, there, there's... <laughs> I changed it up again. Oh, God. <laughs> now, granted, I mean, I... I looked at show notes. I looked to see what Jin had planned and whatnot. I mentally skipped over this bit, so I don't know what I'm reading. This is going to be a thing. All right, here we go. Ready? <clears throat> hey, listeners. I know you're all feeling pretty great right now about the news of 10.1 and coming, and we are too. And I bet you were all pretty excited reading about the new stuff coming, weren't you? Now, imagine that excitement and add homework to it like taking notes on interesting parts and coming through interviews for bits of information that others may have glossed over. Yep, that's the life of the content creator. And if you want to make sure the content you like keeps getting made, keep listening to the end of the show and we'll tell you how you can help. I forgot I did that. That's funny. <laughs> nice. Good job. How am I supposed to live, laugh, love in these conditions? <laughs> <laughs> that, was a good, that was a good joke. Good, good job, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good job, you. <laughs> All right. So, as time has gone on, I have noticed this segment has been getting shorter and shorter. This week is no different. <laughs> it's just, I just thought this was kind of funny. This is a fun article that I read. And I'm just going to say that we don't have a lot of ton of reports of what's actually going on, but apparently there is a conversation between Microsoft and Sony, and that conversation is getting pretty damn petty. Yes. Yeah, in fact, there are reports that when Sony was offered a 10-year deal to ensure that Call of Duty would remain on PlayStation, the CEO of SIE, or Sony Interactive Entertainment, Jim Ryan responded, I don't want a call new Call of Duty deal. I want to block your merger. <laughs> yeah, basically. So, you know, you know, typical talk among friends and colleagues, I suppose. <laughs> so... Sounds like Sony does not want Microsoft to purchase Activision Blizzard. No, no, they really don't. <laughs> no, they do not. Not, not in the slightest. <laughs> Seems to me there's lots of bumps along the road recently. It's kind of funny. Overall, just, I don't know. Just watching the drama. But what are your thoughts, Allie? Drama, 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 drama. Some of it seems legit and business orientated. Some of it seems a little high schoolish. And ultimately, while I kind of understand PlayStation's position. I want the deal to go through. At least I think I do. So it, yeah. Yeah, I'm super on the fence about it too. Yeah. Like I'm leaning more towards yes, but I feel like that's, I'm biased because I want Bobby Kotick to leave. But there's also yeah. the side of me that's like, 
Do I really? I feel like <sighs> giant corporate mergers tend to consolidate power, and I don't necessarily... I don't... Oh, that's, I like that. It tends to cut down in competition, and, you know... I don't... Uh, uh, mm, so... So, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm very much of two minds of it. Again, I'm biased because Bobby, I would like him to go. As we all, as we yes, all. Yes, as, 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 yes, this is the way. <laughs> <laughs> I have spoken. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, it's the, um, I think that is my number one reason that I would like it to go through. Because, I mean, obviously, I don't think World of Warcraft is ever going to show up on the battle pass. Like, that would just be, or what, uh, game pass, sorry, the, game pass. Yeah, that, that'd be weird. It would be weird. But yeah, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, maybe. That would be weird. That would be weird. It would also be very weird if World of Warcraft showed up on an Xbox. I'd be like, oh, this is strange. Apparently. That would be even more weird. I know there's some people that really want that, but I don't see it happening. I don't either. Even with that add-on that some people use, but use a controller. <laughs> right? <laughs> Doesn't make no sense to me, but anyway, more power to him if you want to play with a controller. There's an add-on for it, so there you go. Uh, any other thoughts before we move on? Because, like I said, not, I did not find a lot of the whole ABK news this week. No, that's about it. It's just news here and there of, you know, oh, this person doesn't want it. This person doesn't want it. It's nothing outrageously new in the last couple of weeks, so. Yeah. Well, well, let's go ahead and jump into something a little less petty, I guess. We'll see. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you what you talking about? Oh, good. That was the correct sounder, not the one that went, Dungeon Fables. <laughs> I would have laughed so hard. That <laughs> would have been funny. All right. Well, now, it wouldn't be an episode where I did the notes if I didn't express my personal disappointment that once again, we get a new location to travel to in the next patch that does not include the Emerald Dream. Stop trying to make the Emerald Dream happen. It's not going to happen. Okay. That's just, we're just going to take a moment here. Take a breath. Okay. All right. We're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Well, clearly the renowned 19 quest line was, in the words of Robin Williams, just there to give me fucking hope. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but enough about what we're not doing. Let's talk about what we are doing. To do that, we're first going to dive into the, the in-game cinematic that was released with the announcement. This is, the, and, you know, this is super cool. Super, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, but, big but, and that is, if you're the kind of person that avoids all these spoilers and says, hey, I don't care if you put it out on the World of Warcraft official YouTube channel, I'm not watching it, I want to experience it in-game, hey, totally legit. If you don't, if you don't want to listen, or you don't want to, you don't want to hear it discussed until it's already come out in the game, totally get it. But we're, we're going to discuss it. So here's your warning that this is going to be completely ruined for you if um, you continue listening. So there you go. I don't, I don't know why you got to do it in front of the kid with the effing. All you got to do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs. Earmuffs indeed. All right. First up, we're going to go over the cinematic bit by bit. And when I say bit by bit, this is like if you've ever watched Taliesin's uh, cinematic breakdown that he does where you don't watch it all the way through. It's exactly that. We're not listening to it all the way through. <laughs> we're going to listen to it bit by bit. All right. So here we go. Clip number one. The storm is receding. The reach is ours once again. Uh-huh. Yeah, just super quick. If you don't know, or you haven't seen, or if you didn't recognize this Drakthir that was talking when you watched it, this is Scale Commander Sarkareth. 
Okay. If you're like, oh, I don't know who that is because I just play a warrior and my name is Jin and I do not play track theory. I do not play evoker starting zones. I don't know who this Sarkareth is. Well, don't worry because you're in good company because <laughs> literally my track theory was still sitting at like level 59 when I was writing these notes. So I logged in and I played through the rest of the starting zone. Just so I was like, okay, I get it. Well, let me explain who old scale Commander Sarkarith is. They are the leader of the Sundered Flame. And you're like, who's the Sundered Flame? Well, there are a bunch of what are the weir- how do you how did they say that, Allie? Weirns. Weirn. Weirns. Weirn. Weirn. It's a weird word. It's 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 it feels very awkward to say and to hear. It's W-E-Y-R-N. Okay? It's a wern. Yeah. Wern. Okay. Okay. Well, he was part of the Ebon scales. And you're thinking, Ebon. Hmm. Ebon and Ebony and Ivory, right? Hmm. Yes, he was the it was the black scales. So probably the most associated with the black dragonflight, which they totally were. They were kind of like I don't know. Like, how would you want to describe the Evan skills? Like, I kind of, like, they were like friggin' Neltharian Secret Service or like super cool, like, SEAL Team 6. <laughs> yeah? Like, they were like, they, they were like close, super close with Neltharian. So, when you first run into them in the starting area, in fact, he gets a little, little snippy. He's like, you're not Neltharian. You're not the Earth Warder. Yeah, he's got some real attitude there. I don't have to listen to you. It's <laughs> pretty much how we have. Well, anyway, as we were kind of going through your whole thing, da, 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 you, you know, you play through the track here, starting zone. After you are finished, and, you know, Razagath escapes. Oh, no, Razagath escapes. Which is weird. I'm, I was kind of actually, as I was playing through it, it kind of brought me back to some of the things that we've said on this particular podcast, where I was like, oh, well, Deathwing, put it, put it through a portal in the void. Apparently, that portal led to the somewhere in the Forbidden Reach. I, I guess he used that portal to stick Razagath underground because that's where she came from. That's where she came from. So I was like, okay, all right. That's the uh, okay. Razagath was just put in this building and he used the void to do it. Uh, whatever. Well, Razagath escapes. You know, Rathion's there and all the, all the big old. You, you've seen it if you played through the tractor starting area. You get the idea. Well, Scale Commander Sarkareth, he's 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 upset. He's a little upset at this whole thing, especially when um, Nazdormu shows up. He's like, hey, everybody, I'm like Nazdormu and everything, and I can see at the moment. Later in the game, I'm not going to be able to see crap. <laughs> but right now, the rain is gone, and I can see clearly. I can see clearly now. The clouds are, I don't know, Razagath just escaped. The clouds are back, man. <laughs> I mean, there. I mean, honestly, at the end of the starting zone experience, one of the reasons like you get kicked out is because the storm is just overbearing and horrible, and that's why the beginning of the cinematic starts with, "Oh, the, the rains have dissipated," or whatever he says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the storm is receding. The yeah, that. Once again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what uh, old old Sarkrat says. Anyway, he basically kind of pulls like a Kalthos. He's like, we're not high elves anymore. We're blood elves. He does the same thing. He's like, we're not the Ebon scale weird anymore. <laughs> weird. We're the Sundered Flame. 
I mean, it is kind of a cool name, you have to admit. It's much better than the weirds. Sundered flame. So how do you sunder a flame? I'm just saying. Carefully. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Carefully. All right. <laughs> I understand. All right. Perfect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, this is actually um, what Wowpedia says about the Sundered Flame. Or the, the Ebon Scale is actually what it says. It says, This Wyrn is charged with bringing destruction to the enemies of the Black Dragonflight, rain down fire and unleash spellcraft upon those who would stand against the Earth Warder. That's what, that's what it says. So you get the idea. They're like the super secret service, as we already kind of said. And then, super yeah. secret. Super secret. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, you get the idea. So he's a, he's a Sunder Flame now. So that's who that's who that was that was just talking. Okay? All right. Did you know who this guy was before? Th- th- I'm just curious, Allie. Did did you know who, who that was when you watched the video? Yes, because I did actually do the Storm okay. Zone. Okay. Because so. it's awesome, and the, the direct there are awesome, and I wish I wasn't so committed to my priest, because, again, the direct there are awesome. Yeah. Yeah, as I was playing through it, I'm like, oh, this class is weird. <laughs> that was my thought. I, like, I oh. think playstyle-wise, I'd have to get used to it. But it still feels really cool because dragons are cool. And their customizations are just phenomenal. So mm-hmm. kind of in love with them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The The newness has, has worn off on me. I'm like, oh, I'll go back to my dwarf. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right, so thoughts overall. I mean, obviously, we're only six, 17 seconds into this <laughs> this video so far, so. It's good. Nothing, nothing yet, just more just the quality of the video was impressive, but we'll get into that more in a little bit. But right off the bat, that was one of the first things I noticed was just the quality. All right, well, let's keep going, because there's a lot more. Mm-hmm. Take cover. The aspects. No. Razagath's kin. <laughs> the whispers. <laughs> Is it the aspects? <laughs> I saw the first time I saw this, I laughed so hard. <laughs> <laughs> the aspects. <laughs> yes, just like that. <laughs> And then Sargrip, no, man. It's the bad guys. <laughs> Not according to us, the other bad guys. I don't know, because they're the Sundered Flame, and they're weird. Um, so They're yeah. their own thing. Yeah, they are their own thing. All right. Um, yeah, no, it was the, the three remaining incarnates that showed up, and, and obviously I did watch Taliesin's, uh breakdown of this, and I laughed. My, I have not yet, actually. I, I laughed my butt off at this part because he's like, the reach is ours once again. Three seconds later, take cover! <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it's that was that was pretty great. Yeah. So yeah, these uh, these incarnates are come to do some some dirty deeds. Are they done dirt cheap? <laughs> they absolutely are. They absolutely are. Because you know, he's the incarnate of earth and dirt and stuff. And stuff. I see what you did there. Uh-huh. I see it. Yeah. So obviously this whole Desrin guy, 
I, I only knew at this point his name was Desrin because I had the captions on and it said Desrin next to his name. I was like, oh, hey, what's going on, Desrin? <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest thing in the planet. The, the aspects. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was funny, too, because they're, they're all, like, scared of him, too. Like, like, why are you scared of the aspects? I mean, the last time you saw an aspect was Nazdormon, and he's like, you sure you, you don't want my help? You sure? All right. Okay. Later. <laughs> Well, kind of, it made me wonder if Neltharion kind of gave them the sense that maybe don't trust the aspects. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know because the timeline of, you know, when Neltharion started, you know, going a little mad and whatnot. But that was that was one of my first thoughts was if he basically told them not to trust the aspects or just to be cautious of them. I don't know. Yeah, it makes sense. It's definitely something to uh, to think about because if he's all worried about the aspects and if Nathariam was like, yeah, you can't trust the aspects, man. Um, or at least the other aspect because I am an aspect. So it's weird how that goes. Um, yeah, I, I can see how they'd be leery of the other aspects if that was the case. And considering he never, he, correct me if I'm wrong because sometimes my memory's not the best. Nathariam actually never told the other aspects about the drug there, right? He just used them and then hid them away, right? It'll be everyone except Malagos. And I believe that he only true, got Malagos true. involved when it's like... I they, were, they were buddy-buddy at the time. Well, he had to lock him away. Like, that's when yeah. he got Malagos yeah. involved because it's like, well, I don't have my Nintendo Power Glove anymore and I, <laughs> I can't control these guys. So I need to put them away until I can repair my Power Glove, I suppose. So that's when Malagos yeah. was like, put them on pods. Again, Nintendo reference. Put them on pods. <laughs> Now I'm just picturing these gigantic dinosaur, di- not dinosaur, dragon aspects <laughs> with a little Nintendo controller, you know, the square controller. <laughs> We're just trying to play Mario. Uh, wasn't it the wasn't it the bug that if you paused it mid jump, if you were Mario, uh, and if you were playing as Luigi, Luigi would then fall to his death over over a pit. I think that was a thing. Yeah. I always played Luigi, so I would never let that happen. So I don't know if this was a bug or not. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this was a thing where it's like if you, if Luigi was jumping over a uh, a hole, and if Mario pressed pause and then unpaused it instead of continuing forward, Luigi would go whoop straight down. That's horrible. <laughs> Why would you do my Luigi dirty? Well, because Mario wanted to play. <laughs> horrible it's like oh no you failed to jump again <laughs> that's a horrible uh, i guess it's my turn again oh <laughs> jerk face yeah that, that, that feels like an altarian move like mm. it, it does <laughs> i'm sorry as, as they're like buttons but getting back on track here i can see how you know okay so maybe he trusted malgos because they were buddy buddy at the time but the fact that he never even remotely bothered to tell, you know, Alex Straza and you know, Sarah and Nazdormu about the Drakthir, then it makes sense that he also would probably tell the Drakthir, like, hey, if these aspects ever come around, don't trust them. Don't listen to them. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you might be might be right. Yeah, especially based on a lot of the other stuff going around and like all these different lore books and stuff that we kind of piecing together. It's like, maybe, maybe. All right. Well, since that was just hilarious, let's keep going. 
The last echoes of her storm are fading. She is truly gone. We should be devouring her murderer's hearts. Do not underestimate them, Farrakh. Our sister's overconfidence was her downfall. While the Aspect's power has waned, their forces grow stronger. And we must even the scales. Yes. Alright, before we get into it, let's let's talk about the obvious thing here. The Incarnate Visage forms. Hmm? What'd you think? I was actually kind of hypnotized by their mouths because they're, I was really just truly impressed with the quality of their mouth movements when they were talking. Yeah. Like I just, the, the, the quality and how the movement matched up and everything, I couldn't get over how good it was. Yeah. So it might be a little awkward, but I stared at their mouths a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I probably did the same thing, but yeah, might just be human nature to stare at people like that when they're talking and, now that Maybe they're, they're getting really good at it. They're like, oh, it's, I'm just gonna watch this guy talk. So, I don't know. But, I mean, the visage forms look really cool. Um, uh, what's her face over there? Remind me a little bit of the Winter Queen, Viranoth. Just in Viranoth, just in like the the coloring and everything and shape of her forehead. Oh. Yeah, like there's <laughs> just some there's some, some similarities to Winter Queen. That was one of the early things I noticed as well. I'm like, oh, I don't know if it's just. I mean, I don't think there's any actual tie-in to the Winter Queen, obviously. It's just, I don't know, same thematic coloring and whatnot. And maybe they liked I don't know. It was just something I noticed. <laughs> you and a lot of people have been mentioning the same thing. Hmm, oh, strong, really? Strong yeah. Winter Queen vibes is what a lot of people have yeah. been saying about Viridoth. It might be the same voice actor, actress, too. I didn't actually look, but it sounded a little familiar as well. It, it sounds familiar, but obviously it's not the of the Winter Queen. It was like the weird echoey stuff where you're like, oh, just like that. <laughs> okay, Queenie, how you doing? <laughs> well, there's just no auto-tune on Varenoth. It's fine. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. No auto-tune. <laughs> uh, what, what do you just think about Farak, Mr. Mandibles? <laughs> that was interesting. I was not, I don't know what I expected from him or honestly any of their visage forms, but that also was not expecting to see their visage forms. So all in all, like it was, it was pretty cool to see. Yep. Yep. And obviously the coolest of them all was a Riddickron, Mr. Of course, Mr. I am golden looking, but made of stone. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. That's kind of what it looked like to me. I was old, like, old stone face there. Old stone face with a couple of horns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, enough of it about their visage forms for now. Um, I was just going to point out that I really enjoyed that little bit of dialogue between the three of them was actually really great. And yeah, it really does a pretty decent job of explaining their personalities. A bit. First of all, Viranoth is you know, the only one that seems to be actually saddened that Razagath is dead. Right. That, that was the first thing I got. Viranoth was like, shit, dude. She's actually dead. That sucks. Right? That's the, the vibe I got. Right, and then yeah. Farak, maybe he cared. Don't really know. Seemed like he cared, but he had a totally different vibe about dealing with it. He's very angry, very impulsive, very uh, kind of shoot first, ask questions later kind of guy. Uh, because he's like, we should be devouring 
they're, they're, they're the hearts of the, which is like, that's a very weird way of saying we should get vengeance. We should be devouring the hearts of her murderers. It's like, oh, wow. Maybe Frack really likes how Galakron led his life. I was like, oh, I want to eat things now. <laughs> Maybe. I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> that was honestly when he said that, that was my first thought was maybe he was a a believer in Galakron. I, I don't know. Or maybe Eridicron was like, all right, the, the jerks, they teleported away. So we're just going to get right to business and we're going to go straight to Forbidden Reach. We're going to go do our thing immediately after the raid. And Farak's going like, we've been locked up for 20,000 years. Can't we get a bite to eat? I am hungry. <laughs> right? That, I, that makes sense. I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> and he just happened to want to eat the hearts of uh, Razagath's murderers. Yeah, it wasn't about revenge. It just, he was hungry for some hearts. Yeah, he just happens to like hearts. Instead of liver, it's heart. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. It's a thing. Okay. It's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Eridicron, I really liked Eridicron's little speech here. It's pretty great. Because a lot of people in the community have basically said, this is more character development in this, like, 17 seconds than the jailer ever got. <laughs> right? <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason they're pointing this out is because Eridicon obviously comes across as very, very scary, very, very serious big bad. However, he actually points out that, hey, they just killed our sister. We can't just assume we're going to win, <laughs> right? Maybe we should, like, even the odds and make sure that we know what we're going up against because oh, we've been asleep for 20,000 years or they probably don't even know how long they've been asleep for this long at this point. So it's like, okay, so the aspect powers have waned. So they at least know that much. He knows that the aspect's power has waned. But he's also like, okay, we got these like mortals now. Like, I don't know, when they got locked up, was that even a thing, right? Because they, Alex Straza was talking about this, the war between them, right? Did mortals even, like, the titanic races even really exist much at all at that time? Well, when did they get, like, did they get locked up after the Curse of Flesh? Well, basically. Or before. It was before, right? Well, it's hard to say. Because Alex Straza specifically said in one of the videos that the war that basically preceded them becoming the Aspects, or... Proceeded, preceded, I don't know. Came after. <laughs> then becoming the Aspects was, was terrible. It was a terrible war. Right. And so obviously that must have been, you know, before, way before the Curse of Flesh. Right. Were their eyes open when they're in the Pokeballs during Razagast's fight? It's kind of hard to tell. Yeah, I've actually tell. actively looked at their eyes, I guess. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. But then again, I don't. That'd be, that'd be really messed up if you were awake and just knew that you were just existing and conscious for the entire for 20,000 years yeah that's some serious that's like some Illidan style torture because you know he was just in a pain cell <laughs> right wasn't even allowed to eat he was just literally kept alive magically Messed yeah up. it's and it's it's something to keep in mind too that like they I don't know how much they actually know about mortals like us yeah but yeah I, I, I just thought it was pretty great yeah, so um, let's see what else I put in here. 
Clearly leader. I would just look. Yeah, that's what I wrote. Mm-hmm. I already said that. He seems to be, be the least concerned for Razzia's death. Is the first thing I noticed. Is he's like, he's like, she's dead. She was overconfident. She got herself killed. That's what happened. All right. He is in, and obviously he's here for a reason. And he doesn't need something messy like emotions getting in his way. Because that's another thing about him. He's like, he's like, nope, mm-mm, not, that, not there. Because he is uh, more concerned with the fact the aspects have powerful allies in the forms of a crazy dwarf warrior and a morgan priest <laughs> that would never be caught by a surprise dragon attack because she's always looking up. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Well, they need to balance the scales a bit and get more allies. Yes. They need to get more allies or more power or something. So, thoughts so far, Allie? What are, what are you thinking? You, you, you liking the, this early bit? Is it... I mean, obviously, like the their mouth movements. <laughs> <laughs> I like their mouths. No, I. Because <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> I thought it was it was a good bit of dialogue. It kind of gives us an idea of what their personalities are like, who the leader is, and a little bit about their connection to one another or lack thereof. And it was just in this small little bit, like it managed to tell us a decent amount, which was great i thought yeah pretty impressive actually too like yeah i don't think i could write a story that i could convey that much information and just that little bit of a line right good job is all i'm saying good job all right next clip let's go they get so many secrets from us and even from each other All right. So I like this one from Viranoth. What she basically is saying is that they kept a bunch of secrets, kept a bunch of secrets, obviously, which makes sense that the aspects would keep secrets from the incarnates. No surprise there. But when she says, and even from each other, hmm, how does that, how do they know that, you know, how does she know that the other aspects didn't know about this? That's kind of my, was my first thought. Did you have any thoughts around that, Allie? Well, did they know about the what Neltharion was up to and the Drakthir being hidden away? I mean, possibly. I think the reason why they might know about what, at least a little bit, what the, um, what, you know, Neltharion was up to is just because of Riddicron's, you know, power mastery over the earth, right? Because he, you know, you know, Neltharion was always like, oh, I'm down in the earth. I'm down underground. I do this stuff. I'm the earth warder, right? Well, Eridicron's like, oh, yeah, he's he's over there. Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So that that seems to be the first thing there. So um, I don't really know how they would know that the aspects didn't know, though. Like, I don't know. It's just really interesting. Yeah, I kind of want to know more about it just in general, the relationships between the aspects and, you know, these well, what was for primalist dragons with each other back then. And really, I want to know more. Yeah. Yeah, that that's, I think, one of the big kind of takeaways from that line is it really feels like these four and then the five aspects were, they definitely knew each other, right? They, yeah, I mean, because Alex Raza said, you know, she's got the connection with Razageth, right? So. Yeah, or, and, and I'll probably all the incarnates that they were, like the, they were like clutch mates, uh, is, is how the, she kind of described them. That's why, she, that's why they locked them away in the first place and didn't just destroy them, right? Because she didn't have the heart. Right. 
So, what was that relationship exactly? What strained that relationship? What caused the war to start? Um, very, very interesting things that like, and then it always kind of makes you go, was it old God? Because it seems like it's always old God when people start, stop getting along. <laughs> you never know, man. <laughs> Maybe Rodicron also heard some of what Neltharion was hearing. I don't know. Yeah, there's a very good chance of that. Honestly, is, is, as soon as you're trouncing around in the earth, especially during that time frame, you're probably hearing something. I think that's enough of that one, because I think we're both on the same page of... Yeah. How did you... What, we want to know more. There's more here that we don't know of, but there's we, we're just going to be sitting here speculating, and that's whatever. So we'll just keep going. It is here. Neltharion's betrayal shattered their unity, left fissures in their hearts. Yet the pain he inflicted was only the beginning. Avarice, his hidden laboratory. One last secret, deep within the earth. Uh-oh. Secrets hiding beneath the earth. Okay. I, I like this. I like this a lot because the way Riddicon talks about Neltharion's betrayal is super interesting, especially if you consider the betrayal happened before the War of the Ancients, roughly 10,000 years after the Incarnates were imprisoned, Right. This is where I'm like, hmm, the betrayal obviously happened, right? Because I guess the question is, did, was Razagath imprisoned before the others? And I, I, I think so. I think Alex Straza confirmed that, right? He was, Ibridicron uh, was the last to be imprisoned. I mean, he was like the most, right? He was, okay. right? I'm pretty sure that was uh, what Alex Straza said. So would Ibridicron already know that Naltharion fell to the Whispers? Right, already gave in 10,000 years before the War of the Ancients, right? Did he already know about that betrayal even before the Aspects did? Maybe this suggests that he did or does, but I don't quite know how. That's part of why I want to know more about the early timelines of the Aspects versus these, these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the way Eridicron is talking here makes me like makes me go, okay, cool. You could just be like, oh, for very cinematic effect, it's very cool language. Oh, very very fun fun. Most players would hear this and be like, yeah, no theory betrayed them. Yeah, it was it was very sad. But when you add up the timeline, it makes you go, yeah, hmm, because like I said, the the Drakthir were imprisoned twenty thousand years ago, or the ancients happened ten thousand years ago. And now, obviously, the Drakthir were still up and wandering around while uh, Razagath attacked. It was right there in the Legacies, short. Right, so that happened. The Drakthir were imprisoned either during, like probably right in the middle or at the end of the war between the Incarnates. Right? Yeah. So it just, it's super weird that a Riddicron would know this much about Neltharion's betrayal. I guess this is what I'll get that. Maybe when they were freed, found out somewhere, somehow, <laughs> Maynotharian left 
a sticky note for them <laughs> on some artifact or something. I don't know. I'm pulling that out of my butt. I don't I don't have answers and I want to have answers. Yeah, they found a sticky note that said, Sup dog, you were right all along. <laughs> <laughs> right. Signed Deathwing. AKA Naltharian. <laughs> Sup dog. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, what would you would you call him? Uh, Sup, Mr. Rockface? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Like the... Fellow Earth Dragon type. <laughs> I don't know. Hello, fellow Earth guy. <laughs> I, mean, they, I would imagine they have some kind of bond because of that, maybe. Yeah. Why, oh, why didn't I take the red pill or didn't I take the blue pill or whatever? I don't know what I can... Neltharion left cave drawings <laughs> somewhere deep underground <laughs> that Eridicon saw. And then Eridicon hatched this whole plan of everything. I don't know. Actually, that's probably the most uh, re realistic <laughs> one there, too. Because, I mean, if you imagine a giant Earthwater Deathwing dragon guy literally gone insane by whispers. I mean, I'm sure he was writing on the wall somewhere about... You know, oh, probably, yeah. Something something about no work, all play, or no, no, no play <laughs> Makes over. Makes no a dull dragon. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm like, it's been a while since I've seen this. This is uh, something about dull and dragons. and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The Shining or something like that. <laughs> Here, here's Neltharion. <laughs> and the axe is just this, you know, dragon claw. Yeah, it would just be a dragon claw. And then his face, <sighs> breathing molten magma. <laughs> yes, just like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> now I'm picturing, like, that gif of, like, John Cena. Are you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just... Uh, this line... Where he was like, oh, hit betrayal and the fissures. And it's like, oh, it's so bad. I was just like, how do you know about this? Like, I just, I can't get over that. It's a good question. Yeah. I mean, it's also a good point that he's like, yeah, Neltharion, he did some bad stuff. And they're still dealing with the consequences of what Neltharion did 10,000 years ago. So, yeah. I mean, it makes sense, too. I mean, he, he totally wrecked shop. And, you know, we only kind of took care of him like five minutes ago in the grand scheme of things back in Cataclysm. So it's like, okay. Yeah. We just finally dealt with him. And, and now Nas Dormu is going over here like, I can't see nothing anymore. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They, can, they gave up their aspect power just to deal with Deathwing, which is that's weird too when you think about it. But whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, our grand purpose was to deal with you. It's like, what? Are you sure about that? I don't think that was your grand purpose. Let's go well, ask grand purpose was to Their grand purpose was to protect the citizens and Azeroth in general. And that means when Deathwing came to attack, they had to protect them from Deathwing. And therefore, they it just took so much power to do that. So they had to give their power to do it. Yeah. And then they had to like, I guess we got to go home to recharge our batteries. Turn the O-Stones back on. And turn on five lanterns that are going to light the ways of some old gods. <gasps> I mean, <laughs> it's all our fault. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> I don't know. 
And the Zaltas is going to show up for some reason. We don't know. That's... I'm waiting for it, man. I'm waiting for it. So excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be until 10-2 or something, but it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's true. 3 maybe. It's so, going to happen. So much. So much stuff. All right. Well, let's keep going with our little uh, little thing here. Yes. The location of Avarus must lie within this vessel. I will decipher its knowledge. <laughs> what use are Navarian's twisted experiments to us? The laboratory itself is of no consequence. But the molten fire that powers it, that we can use. All right. So, Varanoth is going to decipher the location of Netherian's hidden laboratory. Aberus. Cool, cool, cool. But Farak seems completely uninterested. He's like, what's with his... Like, have you guys been to Blackwing Descent and Blackwing Lair? No, thank you. No. <laughs> no. We don't We don't want none of that. Mm-mm. And even a Riddicron is like, I agree, Farak, but that's not what we're after. Have you been to Blackwing Descent? And you see the molten lava flying down there? Can you imagine what, like, this OG laboratory was like with the cool magic fire? We're going to use a big, cool magic fire. And then Farak would probably wait. Mm, magic fire, you say? I like fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In fact, I believe in 10.1, there's supposed to be, like, super-duper storms, and it's, like, super-duper fire, and Farak has evolved. So maybe he went and yeah. took a sauna spa day, and he's like, ooh, this fire's nice. <laughs> This is mass fire. <laughs> he got all supercharged and was like, yep, Eridicon was right. I can totally use this fire to melt face. Yeah. So, like I said, so that's what they're going to do. We're not dealing with the experiments. No, we want the magic fire. So, so Allie, what's the magic fire? What is it? I might have an answer to this because I did the PTR yesterday. You can spoil it. We can spoil it. It's fine. Maybe. We'll have hey, so- extra spoiler tag here. In the Zarlet Caverns down there, right? So the um, Aberus is to the north. To the west is this area that has, like, a lot of rares and world quests that are, like, elite world quests. So it's it's some kind of special area. Kind of like Obsidian Sanctum, right? Kind of like that. Something It kind of feels like that, but yeah. And so I flew over there just momentarily, and there is this cool bit where there is like fire coming up from the the lava pool down there, right? And it's going up and it meets it like a dome, kind of twists a little bit. And there's like a dome at the top where it all like coalesces, right? But as well as the fire, there's also some purpley stuff. Maybe possibly some kind of voidy stuff, you know, shadow flame, get it? That's also kind of, you know, they all kind of, go up together to where it coalesces up there to some kind of purple voidy lava looking thing up there. And I think that's the magic fire thingy. It looks very special and very important. All right. So you guess a fire and some voidy goodness mixing together to make some real I good mean, fire I'm jujus. assuming it's voidy goodness because it's purple Usually and that tend to be what it, right? Yeah, it's good kind of safe to assume. Yeah, very safe bet. And Meltharian, it makes sense that he would mix some voidy goodness in with whatever he was doing with his experiments, right? So I feel like there was something like that, that either he used that to empower the experiments or it's being 
reignited for this, that, and the other reason. I don't know, but I think it has something to do with that. And it looks pretty cool. All right. Beautiful. Okay. Uh, let's see here. All right. Uh, what do you, what do you think is the plan for the fire? Do you have any plan, any idea? Or is this just like, is this just like Iridocron going like, Hey, we'll get this cool thing. And then we'll go do on what our actual real plan is. Like maybe to empower some kind of artifact. Yeah. Cause that's my only thought. I mean, what are you thinking? Well, it seems like it's like a, like a detour for him. It's like, yeah, we'll stop off and, and grab, pick up a, some donuts or something and then be on our way. Mm, donuts. Yeah. Cause as you and many people may know, none of the incarnates is the end boss of the raid. That's all I'm going to say. Right. They're not any of the bosses in the raid. So they picked up what they wanted at the convenience store and moved along. <laughs> They popped out right. of 7-Eleven underground and was like, sweet, they got the good fire that I was looking for. And then they just went off to their merry business. So uh, what do you think? Gotta they're... get that shadow flame slushy. It, mm, mm, that's, that's good <laughs> squishy. <laughs> Simpsons reference, if you, didn't, if you didn't know, everybody. I get it. I get it. <laughs> All right. Uh, and uh, obviously... Fun question here is, are you surprised that Deathwing has a secret lab? Absolutely not. No. Not no. one bit. <laughs> I would be surprised. I would be more surprised if he didn't have a secret lab. Yeah. Like this. I mean, it's a good move by the the story team because it absolutely makes sense that he would have one. Yeah. With some new experiments and whatnot. Because Nothari did plenty of other things in secret, especially in, you know, the areas of 10 and 7 and, you know, this area, obviously. So, like, it just, it, it makes a lot of sense. It's very natural. It's a good it name, too. Feel like it's, it, it, it really is. Yeah. And it's not, it doesn't feel forced. Mm-mm. Like, no, right? Like, we're not surprised he has one. So, like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel forced at all. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great. It's one of those, because, hey, everybody, I would like to reintroduce you to the fact that, did you know that this is all of it? All of it, it is a retcon. Did you know? Because they're just adding more detail in the background that we didn't necessarily know about. So, retroactive continuity. And they're like, hey, that's what happened in the background. That's why we're here. So, it's, and it's, it's, a, they did a great job of this because everyone buys it. No one is shouting, there's a retcon, right? Because that's what normally WoW community does. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I would just say, good job, Stevie D and the team, because everyone's going, yeah, Deathwing had a secret lab called Avarice. Totally made sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As it's opposed to, yeah, there's this, uh, there's this automaton called the Jailer, and he's big and bad, and everyone went, yep, we buy that. That totally makes sense. And he likes to show his nipples. Mm, so hard. They <laughs> 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 <I> were. <laughs> it's very cold in the maw. Anyways. Beautiful. All right. <laughs> so, next question. This video and some of the other lore we've gotten from 10O has indicated that the unity of the aspects before Deathwing's betrayal might not have been good as we thought it was. So, do you believe the aspects in the Arcanists were actually once buddy buddies, friends, like hanging out, chilling, good to go? Like, that's, it seems like. We're all kind of thinking, yeah, they were. Yeah, I think so maybe maybe pre-Titan showing up. Mm-hmm. Like before because, Tyr. 
Yeah, because, I mean, Alex Raza was generally, gen- genuinely upset about Razageth, hence why Razageth wasn't killed and none of the other incarnates were killed. And I think it makes sense. Like, if, say, say, heaven forbid, right? Something were to happen and, you know, Jin and I are hanging out and some Titan shows up and does things, blah, 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 and we end up on different sides of the aisle, right? Like, I wouldn't want to kill Jin, like, because we're friends. I, I might just imprison him. I don't know. Uh, she's going to lock me up for 20,000 years. <laughs> it's too bad. It's too bad. It's too bad. Although I did we start the war. friends. You would. I would. I Troublemaker. I am. I don't know. Troublemaker. Not really. <laughs> but I do. I do think they were once friends. I think it makes a lot of sense. And also, because they were friends, it would make sense that Riddicon and Willis have an idea of Neltharian's thought process, maybe? Yes. Yeah. The next question that I have written in the notes, but I'm going to add more to it because as we're kind of going through this, and this always happens, so... Kish curious, everybody. This, this always happens. So I wrote the war that Alex Straza spoke of in the uh, in the intro to Dragonflight. Is there any evidence that Deathwing started it? And here is my addendum to that. Or is there also any evidence that Eridicron, under the same influence that Deathwing was, both of them kind of it almost feels like the old gods were playing both of them against each other. That would not surprise me one bit, because that's what old gods do. Like, Deathwing was absolutely a tool of the old gods. So I feel like that would not surprise me if Erudicron is also under some kind of influence. And if that's the case, then maybe that's how he knows about what Neltharion was up to. Yeah. Some old god whispers told him, hey, hey, got some things to fill you in on. Yeah. Strangely enough, in a a weird sort of way, this little story actually kind of ties into what what I'm thinking of. So if they are doing what I'm thinking they are doing, which is basically playing up that Eridicron was manipulated by the old gods to be on one side, a Deathwing was manipulated by the old gods to basically betray betray the Titans because he had already gone with the Titans and all that to, you know, go... In, in his sort of way and basically I, I it almost feels like the old gods if we're going to be like hey you're going to be like on our side we're going to be our puppet like you know you get the idea it kind of feels like the exact same thing that Deathwing's daughter did to the nobles and the working class of Stormwind right yeah where she created the Defias Brotherhood out of the Stonemasons Guild with Edwin Van Cleef and all that because she was telling the Stone Maces Guild, no, 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 man, you, you, you know, you, you, hey, you're worth more than that. You're worth more. You need to ask what you're worth. You, you don't, don't take this. Don't take this crap from them. Where she was telling the same thing to the nobles, but the opposite. Those Stone Masons suck. Don't pay them. They're the worst. Terrible. So she was playing on both sides. I feel like that's, if I were to make a strong guess, uh, I feel like old gods were involved here at some point because as we all know discussed many times on this podcast the original Dragon Isles was totally an old god themed right old gods involved right Deathwing when you ever talk of Deathwing you think old gods it's like one of the first things you think of when you think of Deathwing he right. went, went senior psychopath because of Deathwing or because of old gods and now we have this new guy Eridicron also basically the 
I would say the non-Titan element, the non-Titan version, kind of like the shaman version of the Earth Warder almost. Yeah. Probably also susceptible to old god whispers because being down in the Earth. So it's like, yeah, there probably is going to be. Like if we go and look at the whole timeline that the the little thing that they put out for the roadmap for, for Dragonflight, basically. It feels like in right around 10-3, we're going to be finding out just how much the old gods were messing with both of them. Yeah. Cause even, I think that's that's probably pretty accurate. Yeah, cause even Alex Straza was like, yeah, he made some dirty deeds. He made some deals with some bad people. Right. And so it kind of all adds up to me. Kind of makes sense. You, you, you in agreeing, Sally? Absolutely. All right. Well, you thought we were done with the video. We're actually not. We got more to go. <laughs> Keep eyes on the Nezrin. Whatever remains of Meltharian's legacy belongs to us. Yes. Yes. The Sundered Flame. Very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> they obviously are like, oh, they got super magic fire some super magic fire too because that's daddy's magic fire that's my magic fire <laughs> yeah, yeah old, old, old papa deathwing he was messing in the magic fire and they're like you know what mm-hmm. you know any, if it's deathwings and now deathwings dead hey belongs to us now because there you go so that's what's what the, that's what he's thinking yeah, yeah. there you go and so, like, here, I wrote down in the notes, uh, if you had forgotten about the random drag theory that showed up at the beginning of the cinematic, I'd forgive you, because they're still here and probably heard everything. Yep. Now, they certainly don't seem interested in rushing back to Valdraca to tell everyone about the incarnates they're getting up to, because, well, as we've already kind of discussed, they're the Sunderflame, and they don't really like the other aspects. They're like, no, no, Deathwing or nothing. We love Deathwing. Uh, like I said, they seem more interested in just beating the incarnates to the prize or just pick up scraps. One or the other. Something, I mean, they seem to feel entitled to Nathalian's legacy and anything involving that, which from their standpoint makes a lot of sense. It does. So I can see them wanting to absolutely beat them to it first. I agree. I agree. And now, nah, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. I'll just cut that part out. <laughs> so, before we wrap up, is there any final thoughts on this on this whole cinematic, this whole intro? Hmm? No, I'm just, I'm, this makes me really excited to actually be getting more in-depth information about more lore that we've known for a while and to get to know more and to put timelines together and pieces and have the puzzle pieces just fit so nice together so i'm hoping to get more of that I'm, I'm excited yeah this is this was a good cinematic i agree it was a great cinematic so and like we said that is the the intro cinematic to patch 10.1 probably gonna be here before you even know it because it's already on the ptr kind of crazy if you think about it so we'll be traveling to the new zone as zerlac cavern as ali already mentioned and the raid is abris like you probably already guessed so that is the raid it is the Shadowed Crucible. So Abaris, the Shadowed Crucible, is the full name. So we'll certainly be talking a lot more about that content in future episodes because 
obviously, as we learn more, that's what we're going to be diving into. But before we go, we already, we already said what we thought about the cinematic overall. I liked it. So did Allie. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we do have a little bit more time to uh, dig into some of the other stuff that came out with the announcement. So what are you most excited about for 10.1? I get more races. Oh, like, like what? More races? For dragon what? races. Oh, dragon races. Right. Plus, we get snail races, apparently. Snail races. So, yeah. But speaking of which, I, so th- this just this, this dawned on me. So I had to sh- I have to share this with everyone because I cannot be the only one thinking this. So do you remember the uh, Serpent Rider races back in Miss Bandaria? The actual, Vaguely. The actual race that they did? Yeah. Okay. So you remember it. Vaguely. Do, do you remember the music to the Serpent Riders race? No. I mean, I'm sure I've heard that because I've listened to the Miss Pandaria soundtrack multiple times. But off the top of my head, I cannot place it right okay. now. It is the most epic music. And you're like, just put it this way. Never listen to that when you're driving in a car. Okay? <laughs> never. Because you'll, you'll be going like 115 <laughs> before you know it. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> Why they didn't make that the music whenever you start a dragon race it's beyond me or at least some version of it because the music doesn't change I can see them doing some version I mean, if, if they do just the exact same track like that could be seen as you know lazy right Meh, it's great music but ma- like some kind of version of it or something would have been cool yeah fantastic so if uh if, hey listener if you're hearing that music right now and you're in the car slow down slow, slow down it's, it's, it's okay it's okay all right so that was that was my first thought with the whole dragon races and everything because I've been thinking about that recently because Mesa Pandaria is a great expansion. I love that music. Yes, but yeah, there's more dragon races, more glyphs, all of that jazz, which I really like. And the snails look really cool, so I'm excited for more snail races. And well, not more actual snail races, <laughs> and maybe get a little more drag bar story. Maybe I think we're gonna start seeing some more um, Abyssian. Yes. Yes. And all of that, so I'm, I'm I'm excited to get more story from you know Black Dragonflight peoples and whatnot. We also are going to get some more from the Blue Dragonflight as they you know find family. So I'm excited about that. Just you know, surprise, we're a lore podcast. So guess what? <laughs> I'm excited for lore and story. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. So strangely enough, that is actually not what I am most excited about. Um, what I'm most excited about is a little strange. It's a little strange. Um, it's, I don't know. It, I think it's kind of cool that they're actually finally going to do freaking cross-faction guilds. Yeah? Yeah. They said they're like, yeah, cross-faction guilds should be ready by 10.1. So there was. I will, since we're talking about it. Um, Ian Hazakosis did a Q&A with some content creators today, and I was able to be a part of it. And one of the things he explained about those cross-faction guilds is the fact that we're not just straight up merging the guilds. Like, under the hood, the guilds are still either a horde guild or an alliance guild. It's just that they're opening it up so that you could join the other faction's guild. But because there's things like vendors and that kind of thing, under the hood, it's still, you know, if you're a hoardy and you join an alliance guild, it's an alliance guild. It's not You're not just merging. So if you're guilds that have... If you're a guild that has a guild on the Horde side and on the Alliance side, you're not magically merging them, unfortunately. You're just picking one to join. Right. Yeah. And they explained that, you know, they're 
they're trying to still balance the whole fact that not everyone wants to play cross-faction. And um, I'm pulling up my notes right now as we speak. Um, They're actively being conservative about cross-faction actions because they want to give the players a choice to work with each other. And they're trying to balance the the narrative underlyings of the whole entire game of, you know, orcs versus humans, rah, 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 versus those who just want to play with their friends. So, you know, they're kind of being really conservative, slowly rolling things out. That's why we're not quite seeing um, cross-faction queuing because you still are not going to be able to do that, even if you're in the same guild, because they're still trying to figure all that jazz out. So in time, maybe, but at least the fact that, you know, if you have horde friends that want to join your guild, you can do that now, which is going to be cool. Yep. Yeah. In fact, one of the one of the normal raid members on our uh, raid team is now has swapped over to his Torin. So yeah, nice. Yeah, there's a lot of people happy about that. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. The only sad news about that is that the horde sister guild of Timbermont Tavern will likely be kind of tossed in the dustbin because. And what's sad about that? Is it has the greatest guild name ever. What is it? Guild Ganoth. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. I like it. <laughs> yeah, there was a there was a very long running joke in the guild where we would add Ganoth at the end of things. <laughs> like it was like that's a that's a hard pill Ganoth to swallow. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, we have one guildy, uh, one of the officers, Arlie, she she really loves Horde. And so she act like we made a Horde side guild for our guild. And she went and switched from, you know, Night Elf to Troll. I think she switched to whatever, some Horde Druid that she switched to. And then when it just, it wasn't working out, it made things really difficult because, you know, guild repairs and items and that kind of thing it just it made it really difficult so she ended up switching back to alliance back to what she was before to be back into our guild but now that this is going to happen she's going to have to leave the guild again <laughs> switch to horde and then be invited back into the guild like it's just it's it's a whole thing it's a little messy but you know yeah brand new territory and all that kind of stuff yeah, so it's a step in the right direction and honestly i would rather them roll things out conservatively and fix bugs and things like that than to do all one lump. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. As as someone who has been running a lot more Mythic Plus lately, as in, like, actually running it, as opposed to previous tiers where I just didn't do it, definitely see a lot more Hordies in my Mythic Plus groups. In fact, yeah. Yeah. Almost more, way more Horde than Alliance, I actually see. So, it's kind of funny. Uh, wind up running Mythic Plus with a bunch of trolls and orcs and all that. It kind of cracks me yep. up. But <laughs> I'm actually up to like 1750 rate. Are you really? Yeah. I'm still, I'm at like 12 something. Yeah. 1270 or something. I was taking a break for a little bit. I am rocking that Mythic Plus lately. Yeah, you are. Good job. Um, we should do some soon together. I'm crushing it. Crushing it. Crushed. All right. Uh, I don't even know off the top of my head what else is that coming with 10-1. I know there's probably all sorts of stuff that I can't think of, but um, snail races. That sounds fun. Anything else that you uh, could think of that, that off the top of your head that's coming with 10-1 that uh, seems exciting? No, I know some Morgans are really excited about the racial where you can be a Gilnean outside of combat. 
And then when you get in combat, it automatically switches you to Worgen. And they're really excited about that. And from what I was reading, when combat's over, you're supposed to be able to switch back to Gilnane automatically. And as of right now in the PTR, it does not switch you back automatically. Aww. Plus, personally, I'm just going to be Worgen because I really like Worgen. She used to be a human. I didn't like the human form. So I switched her to Worgen. So I'm not going to be quick to have her hang out in Gilnane form because it's basically just, you know, human. So that does not impact me personally, but I know a lot of other working people that are happy about that. So I am happy for them. I'm happy for them as well. Yes. Just like when I got my wild hammer tattoos. Yeah, yes. exactly. Oh. And there's a drag, there's a new cosmetic outfit for dragon racing. It's not, the outfit itself is kind of meh to me, but the fact that it exists, I think is really cool. The fact that it exists means you're going to be wearing it constantly just because. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, if it looks bomb diggity on my Worgen, then yeah, I might. All right. All right. Be like, we'll see. At the very least, you can be wearing them goggles. <laughs> I don't know. I think you underestimate how helm pieces, including glasses, work on Worgen. Not great. Doesn't matter. It's not great. <laughs> dragon racing goggles. You need them for dragon racing. <laughs> if it works on a worgen, maybe the like the sun the, the sunglasses and stuff like it goes up like this like it's 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 like this <laughs> like the <laughs> the ends of the glasses that like loop around your ears they just go randomly like up in their head. Well, yeah, and it's that's just where the worgen like, ears are because the worgen ears are up there, right? It just it it just and it does but it doesn't go all the way up to the ears. It just kind of awkwardly rests on their forehead and i mean it kind of works and i'll use them once in a while for transmog but it's not as good as you would think all right so kind of reminds me of uh the little outfit that the main character from up was wearing when he was a little kid with the goggles yes it does kind of look like that yeah wilderness must be explored yeah all right. Any final thoughts before we wrap up for this episode? I think just the final thought is it's really cool that we're getting 10 7, 10 07 on the 21st, which is this upcoming Tuesday at the time of this recording. And we are already talking about 10.1 PTR. Like the content is still rolling out at a really good cadence. And I like that. Yeah. Allie was literally streaming last night. It's pretty crazy. Yep. Yeah. My final thought is, uh, just remember, everybody. The vassal of life disguises treachery. Beware the eyes of greed. <laughs> it's coming around, I tell you. 10.2, I'm telling you. It's going to happen. It's not 10.1 anymore. It's 10.2. And we'll dream. It's going to happen. The dream is still alive. It will never die. It will never die. Never. 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 But with that, we're going to go ahead and start getting out of here. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know how we... How we what, do you want to read this uh, little review thing? Or, sure. Uh, All right. Cool. I'll read it. I'll read it. All right. So we actually got an email from a listener. This is from Zach. He says, Hello, Allie and Jen. As of today, I have cut up on your podcast and have thoroughly enjoyed nearly every moment of listening. What do you mean by nearly? I find myself... <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean... There are moments where we're probably a little dull. It's fine. Sure, right. Or we're okay, just making okay. ourselves laugh and whatever. Anyways, uh, he says, I find myself laughing out loud at work listening to you to go off on a tangent after tangent, especially when Ilgi is involved. Oh, I just brought him up. Making, 
Uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> Making crazy predictions. Stop trying to make the Emerald Dream happen. It's not going to happen. Yes, it will. <laughs> <laughs> and enjoying the simple pleasure that comes from two friends enjoying each other's company while taking, while talking about a subject you both enjoy. From Morally Gray to Dungeon Fables and now Live, Laugh, Lore, everything that you two put your work into turns into gold under your careful tending. Like Aralon? Too soon. It is too soon. Shut up. <laughs> you burned <laughs> that dress down. Until I can burn the dress down, it is too soon. Uh, jokes aside, I can't read. I can't wait for each episode to drop to see what shenanigans. Please play the shenanigans sounder here. Oh, sure. You mean shenanigans? No. Oh. Oh. shenanigans, right? You're welcome. And discussions you two will have on each episode. Much love. I can't wait for more. Zach. P.S. After Tosh Mifuni and Professor Talib joined you two, that cemented my decision that the Half Hour Report would be my next podcast binge. Thank you both very much for introducing me to them. Zach, I have to tell you, I mean, I'm a little biased because I adore them both and I've you know met them in person multiple times now. It's such a fun little unique gem to listen to and the episodes are short. It's so quick to go through and they've put so much love into their show week after week, episode after episode. It's phenomenal. And anyone that is not listening to Half Hill Report, man... Times are times are rough in that offline world, and the news is all doom and gloom, and it just gets worse. Half Hill Report is just a lovely, lighthearted break from all that, and I highly suggest it. Start from the beginning, because there's actually like character development over the episodes, and it's just fantastic. I 100% agree, and uh, I would also like to uh, add an addendum to um, the recent Q&A that came out that everyone has listened to uh, by now, probably. This is actually probably one of my favorite podcasting moments was doing the episode with uh, Tosh and That Talib. was a really good episode. And also, I will add in one little fun little thing. This is a behind the scenes fun little thing. Uh, everyone who um, has never talked to them in person, don't really need to know them. The sound effect of Tosh reading the, uh, the the listener letter, that is literally him with a piece of paper going like this. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, wait, that's not a, like a little thing that you do in post? No, no. He literally has a piece of paper that's getting like worn out over the years at his desk. And I'm like, the fact that that is the case, I, I love that so much. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's, fan- it's fantastic. It's fantastic. And just in general, they're good people. It's the skill that goes into like and Tosh like I've I've had multiple meals with Tosh now and that man will slip into those voices so easily it's it's ridiculous the skill that he has yeah it's it's very funny because he was doing that too uh, like post show it was, it was cracking me up yeah it was <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you very much Zach for writing uh very much appreciate it uh, but with that, um, I think we're going to go ahead and let you embrace the awkward. I mean, is that is that what we're... I'm so good at embracing the awkward. Okay, so good well, at it. Uh, full, full awkwardness mode, I guess. Go. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey, hi. Hi. So remember how earlier I was like, end of the show. Well, now we're at the end of the show. You know, it's that part where we say a quick thank you to all the patrons that support us and keep the show going. If you would like to join their ranks and support this show, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash live laugh lore. We have 
many patrons, and we're so appreciative of every single one of them. But every week we do like to thank our top patrons, as I wonder what Jin's laughing. <laughs> this is funny. Many patrons, so many. Too many to name, except these ones. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, if you would like to have your show, your show, your name, it's, I, I blame the drink. It's fine. Um, it's almost gone. It was a good drink. It was a good drink. If you <laughs> would like to have your name read every episode, you'd have to be a top patron. So I do want to take a moment to thank these top patrons, starting with a poodle named Margot. Mm-hmm. He was listening. I was like, that sounds like a poodle name. <laughs> Marjo is not a poodle. It's it's no, fine. No, he's a good he's a good dude. It suggested drinks, and I was like, "Hey, Ellie, let's do it." So we did it. We did it. We did it. I kind of <laughs> went to the maybe next episode we should both do the Charmander one. Maybe I got since neither of us did it. Fireball. I forgot Fireball. Wait, fireball. I took it. Oh, I took it off. The, I took the button. Off. Oh, did you? Yeah, I don't have the button. Sorry, I guess Fireball. Fireball. Maybe we done it. Anyways, <laughs> a poodle named Marco. Ickis, which it's just fun to say Ickis. I don't know why. It's just it's just fun. Ickis. Ickis. Mine's very Maldracus for some reason. Maldracus. Maldracus. Ickis. Why am I? Why can I? That's not, not even the name. Maldraxis. 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 Can't talk. Anyways, Sarith. <laughs> Sarith, we love you. Nadune. Nadune. That's also fun to say. Dune. I don't know why. Come, shush. Kamari. Welcome back, Kamari. It's good to see you. Hello, hello. Mud, who is wonderful and great and is talking about Legos. last raid bosses as well. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Chris Meller, who waited forever to correct us when we've been saying Chris Malore this entire time. No, no, it's Meller. Mm hmm. People, if we were saying your name wrong, please correct us sooner because we like you and respect the name you have. So tell us if we're saying it wrong. Please, okay, thanks. Or at the very least, you can just change your name to something silly like a poodle named Margo. There you go. <laughs> and of course, Dungeon Master Burke. Absolutely. Hello, Burke. From world building with, with Burke there. Mike Smith. Hello, Mike. It's good to see you. And Dracorus. Yes. Oh, yeah, I have a button first. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. All right, no sounder, no clip or anything, but this is a freaking good one today. So, February 18th, a post was made on GoFundMe. They were trying to raise $5,000 with the title, Help Devante Get a Family Car. And the description reads, Hi, my name is Kazen. I am eight years old. I am wanting to raise funds for my friend, Devante, who I met and have come to know from eating breakfast at Waffle House. Devante <laughs> is a hardworking dad with two little girls and a wife. He is a dedicated worker and has to walk or get a ride to work every day. He is looking for a decent priced car and his family was unfortunate and ended up in an apartment riddled with black mold. Ooh. He had to get his kids out and it set him back a lot. We are now helping him get into a clean rental property and want to help him even more by raising funds so that he has a reliable vehicle to drive his family and get to and from work. Devante is one of the most joyous and positive people you've ever met. He always greets us with the biggest smile. I hope your hearts are as big as mine 
and you will help me spread kindness in the world. Any amount helps. Now you see, Kazan and his family had been going to breakfast at the Waffle House for years, and they quickly became friends with Devante. So much so that he and his family learned about his children and his wife and the living conditions as well eventually. Well, Kazan's family wanted to help, but he really wanted to see if uh, he could get uh, him enough help to get him a new car as well, so he, can, he convinced his mom to create this post on GoFundMe. Well, as I am writing this right now, $112,148 have been raised for Devante and his family. Holy crap! He has signed a lease on a new two-bedroom apartment and is looking to get a new car soon. But the majority of the money that was raised, he is saving for his daughters, or as he put it, everything I'm getting is going mostly towards my daughters to make sure they have a great, great life. Make sure that we won't have to struggle anymore. I love that. That's wonderful. Yeah. When I came across the story, I was like, this this is just a an incredibly wonderful Beatles story. And I was just like, I have to share it. So, hey, in case you're curious, uh, if you want to check it out, if it's still open, it is GoFundMe.com slash F slash Devante dash get dash a dash family dash car. <laughs> I'll put the link in the show notes, but you get the idea. <laughs> Here, let me uh, let me click this link here. I'm uh, kind of curious see if it went up anything. Uh, yeah, it went up a little bit. 112, 850 as of right now. So it has gone up since I wrote these notes. Um, yeah, I think it is just freaking awesome that people are going out of their way and and helping this guy um, with his kids and everything. I just it, it just makes me happy knowing that there is a a kind family out there that's willing to help. I don't know, I, just the whole thing made me incredibly happy when I read this story. Yeah, that's about it. Love it. That's great. It's good to see just people come together for good things and for good people. And it's it's, it's nice. Makes you all warm and fuzzy. It does. Well, with that warm and fuzzy feeling, either the story or the drink, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. <laughs> or both. Why not both? Why not both? Exactly. What is it? What, El Monte or something? I don't know. It's a taco yes. commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Why not both? Thank you so much for listening to Live Laugh Lore. If you have a topic or a question you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at livelaughlorecast at gmail.com. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash livelaughlore, and you can keep the show going for as little as a dollar an episode. You can watch Ali live on Twitch Sunday nights over at twitch.tv slash and you can watch Jin Monday nights at twitch.tv slash joint. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jin on Twitter at joint, and you can follow Ali at AliAndersK. Meanwhile, be kind and take care. I do those pirates.